Hello, friends. Welcome to Spooky or Not, a podcast where every season is spooky season and anything spooky, bizarre, paranormal, or not is up for discussion. Valentine's Day is a time of romance and affection. But what if I told you there's more to this holiday than meets the eye? Beyond the roses and chocolate lies a world of secrets, mysteries, and even a touch of the supernatural. Cozy up with your favorite blanket and hang out with us for the next half hour because sometimes even the most romantic of holidays has a haunting tale to tell. This is Ari. And I'm Julia. And if this is up your alley, creep on listening. Welcome to Love in the Shadows, everybody. In this episode, we're delving into the mysterious and eerie aspects of Valentine's Day. Ooh, Julia, I didn't know that there were mysterious and eerie aspects of Valentine's Day. When you first mentioned us doing this episode, you're talking about it like December, I think. We were mapping out first quarter. I thought it was such a good idea. And then as it got closer and closer... You know, we had the discussion and I'm like, I haven't actually looked into anything. And you're like, I'll do it. Um, so for all of our all of our listeners, I'm out of the job. Julia is now the main writer for Spooky or Not. I'm taking over, baby. <laughs> I'm excited that you did this one, though, because last week was a lot of fun. And I have no idea what to expect with this topic. So, yeah, I'm excited to learn. Perfect. I am excited to share. Now, while we literally run a horror-themed podcast, and I probably should know this, Ari, what is your favorite holiday? Well, should probably come as no surprise, but it is Halloween. Give me all the black, the orange, the jack-o'-lanterns, the fall, the ghosts, the costumes, the spookiness. I love Halloween and just that time of year in general. I just think it's a lot of fun and it, I think it's the best time of year too. So I love it. I love Halloween too. I like costumes and the start of the fall. The weather's getting a little bit cooler. I like scary things. Um, for a long time, I was really into Christmas, like over the top Christmas decorations. And for many years, every day in December, I used to watch out like a holiday, a Hallmark holiday Christmas movie. So for like 31 days, I would watch romance movies like every night. Oh dear. <laughs> um, but I also am a Valentine's Day girly. I don't know what it is, but I kind of just buy into all of it. I like pink and glitter and date nights and candy and celebrating love. There's just something very sweet about the sentiment of the holiday that even my dark little rain cloud of a personality really enjoys. Uh, But while this holiday is often associated with love, romance, and sweet gestures, we'll explore the spooky side of Valentine's Day that you won't find on any greeting card. (laughs) That is awesome. I actually love that fact about you that Valentine's Day is your favorite holiday, not because you have a dark personality, but um, I don't know. I just think it's cute. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for us to explore and learn more beyond beyond the pink and red hearts. What's really going on? Yeah. 
Valentine's Day, celebrated annually on February 14th, is a day associated with love, romance, and affection. However, beneath the surface of its modern-day celebration lies a history steeped in mystery and even bloodshed. Contrary to popular belief, the origins of Valentine's Day are not solely rooted in romantic gestures, but are intertwined with a complex tapestry of historical events, religious customs, and cultural practices. One of the most widely accepted theories regarding the origin of Valentine's Day traces back to ancient Rome and the festival of Lupercalia. Unlike Valentine's Day, Lupercalia was a bloody, violent, and sexually charged celebration with animal sacrifice, random matchmaking, and coupling in the hopes of warding off evil spirits and infertility. During this festival, young men would sacrifice goats and dogs and then whip women with strips of the hides of the animals they just killed. This ritual was believed to increase fertility and ensure women's health. Men would randomly choose a woman's name from a jar to be coupled with them for the duration of the festival. Often the couples stayed together until the following year's festival, many falling in love and getting married. No, 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 no. You sacrifice goats and dogs and whip me and that's going to increase fertility. That's going to guarantee you don't have chances of having children ever. What is this? What is like? Also, uh, I had never heard of this backstory for Valentine's Day as I was reading it. When I was reading about it, a lot of the resources make a very big highlight that as the years continued and people were celebrating this festival, that it kind of tamed down. So at first it was like everybody was naked and running around town and they were whipping women with these hides. And then they were like, it became so much tamer that they would, everybody would wear clothes and then they would just like whip the hides across the, the tops of their hands. And I was like, still so weird, guys. <laughs> uh, it is better than what it was, but not great in any form. Like, why does whipping have to stay? Like, this is... And then your name getting randomly chosen from the jar. Many fell in love and married. I'm sorry. Whatever. No, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. That's not the meat cute you want for your forever partner? I mean, maybe, maybe it needs to be, but no. In the 5th century, perhaps an effort to Christianize the pagan festival, Pope Gelasius declared February 14th a day to celebrate St. Valentine instead. However, it's highly unlikely he intended the day to commemorate love and passion. In fact, some modern biblical scholars warn Christians not to celebrate Valentine's Day at all, since it's thought to be based on pagan rituals. Hmm, that's interesting. I uh, I do consider myself a Christian. I've never never heard that. Um, that, but that's interesting. Another theory links Valentine's Day to the Christian martyr Saint Valentine, who lived during the third century A.D. According to legend. Emperor Claudius II of Rome outlawed marriage for young men, believing that unmarried soldiers made better warriors. In everything that I read, he was really strict on being out in the field, like taking action. And his men, who were a majority of the young men in the town, were getting homesick from being away from their partners for so long. So it's not sad. So he kind of outlawed marriage so that nobody had somebody to come home to at the end of the day. Huh. Now, St. Valentine, a priest in Rome at the time, defied the emperor's decree and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. When his actions were discovered, Valentine was imprisoned. Many of the couples that St. Valentine had married would come to his cell and slip flowers and notes through the bars. 
Some accounts suggest that Valentine fell in love with his jailer's daughter and sent her a signed letter from your Valentine before his execution on February 14th, thus establishing the tradition of sending Valentine's Day cards. Whoa, it wasn't until the very end there that I could saw where this was going. It gives you goosebumps, huh? You can just see the love shooting out of everything from your Valentine. This is the biggest marketing scheme tied back to the actual site. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. You know what? Maybe this is my darkened heart here, but I'm kind of on the emperor's side of this. Oh, I kind of like what he was trying to do. I mean, for his sake, his job is making sure that, you know, fighting and wars and stuff are successful. So he found, he noticed a trend that wasn't working well for his project and he did a little action, little action item and corrected it. And I'd say, uh, I'd say from a business perspective, I'm, I might hang out with Claude's. I think, I think he had it right. I love this so much. I did not know the history behind it. And now that I do, I want to be like, I can feel the love St. Valentine. It is sweet. And I, I did not know this either for sure. Um, that is, it's adorable, <sighs> annoying, annoying, adorable. <laughs> The association of St. Valentine with romantic love definitely grew over time, and by the Middle Ages, Valentine's Day had become a popular celebration in Europe. However, it wasn't until the 19th century that the holiday gained widespread commercial popularity with the mass production of Valentine's Day cards and the exchange of gifts among lovers. The commercialization of Valentine's Day has led to its criticism as a holiday driven more by consumerism than genuine affection. The pressure to buy expensive gifts, dine at fancy restaurants, and make grand romantic gestures can place a strain on relationships and perpetuate unrealistic expectations of love. So there you go, Ari. Your, your <laughs> Valentine's Day hatred is not a standalone opinion. It's not. Um, and look, people that, that, like you, you love Valentine's Day. And for people that want to celebrate Valentine's Day, that's super cute. I certainly... I certainly wouldn't turn it turn down a valentine just saying but um and it's not because i'm single no um but yeah it is very driven by consumerism like you said and i do think it puts a lot of pressure on probably especially men um to come up with something sweet and big on this day otherwise it's like oh well my friend got flowers at work from her boyfriend i didn't get anything and it just, it's just another way to pin people against each other and to some competition um, that isn't fair. But again, that said, if both people like it and want to do something with it together, or if you're Julia and it happens to be your favorite holiday ever and you make delicious Valentine's cookies, then let's go. Sometimes you just have to take the affection from me one day a year. I just get to spew it on everybody just this the one day. I lock it in tight every other day. The 364 other days of the year, locked up. Day 365, vomiting pink glitter on people. <laughs> Listen, this might have to be my favorite holiday because I do get to experience some, some Julia love. You even, speaking of you coming out of your shell, your darkened <laughs> shell, no, you took the, the um, love language quiz. I did. You were so in the lovey mood. You even discovered your love language and it's uh, really taken a hold of you. It's wonderful to see. 
<laughs> love them of the mind. <laughs> now, in more recent times, the infamous St. Valentine's Day massacre occurred in Chicago. Seven members of the Northside gang were gathered at a Lincoln Park garage on the morning of February 14, 1929. They were gunned down by rivals dressed as police officers in what is considered one of the bloodiest gang-related incidents in American history. The murders resulted from the competition for control of organized crime in the city during Prohibition between the predominantly Irish Northsiders headed by George Bugs Moran and their largely Italian Chicago outfit rivals led by Al Capone. Oh, very, very interesting. Um, definitely did not learn about this ever that I can remember. Agreed. Isn't it like those are two pretty big popular gangster names? Yeah. And I had never heard the connection to this. Also, I had never heard of the St. Valentine's Day massacre before I started researching the oh, <laughs> history of yeah. Valentine's Day. Interesting. So, so St. Valentine's just causing more problems is what I'm hearing. It is not a coincidence that a majority of these things do happen to fall on February 14th. Uh, you're not selling me on the holiday. I don't know what it is. Maybe it is the, the the placement of the moon and the stars and everything comes to fruition at that time. But it does seem like over the years, a lot of not great things have, have happened around mid-February. Now they say tragic events can leave spirits with unfinished business wandering the earth and passionate love so often ends in tragedy. And how often have we felt a romance end without closure? So I thought that we would share a couple of the most popular ghost love stories that I found when doing research for this episode. Now this is fun too. I love ghost stories. Perfect. Up first, we have The Bride on the Bridge. In Stowe, Vermont lies a covered bridge they call Emily's Bridge. There are several versions of Emily's sad tale, some versions say that Emily and her boyfriend were meeting at the bridge to elope since her parents didn't approve. He never came and she hung herself from the rafters. Now another version says Emily was left at the altar and she hopped on a carriage to find her love. When she reached the bridge, one of the horses was startled and she died in an accident. Some other versions say she was killed by a runaway horse on the way to her wedding. Whatever way you want to put it, Emily reached a tragic fate. Now, visitors to the bridge have reported scratch marks on their cars and bodies, strange noises such as footsteps, ropes tightening, girls screaming. And if you park your car on the bridge, you might even hear banging on the car or her body's feet dragging on the car's roof. Whoa. Okay. That's horrible for Emily, um, regardless of which way she met her end. Um, to be heartbroken and then die um, sucks. But being haunted by that sounds fun. Yeah? I think so. It's just yeah. some feet on the car. Like, Why is it never the girl breaks up with the guy and it's the guy haunting people? It's always like a crazy, a crazy mad woman who snapped. Like She's that kind hysterical. Of thing. Yeah, because women are hysterical. They can't handle themselves. That's why I don't believe that she went and hung herself. I think I think it was a male horse that freaked out because he was tr like trolleying around a strong woman and the horse couldn't handle it. So he was showboating, messed up, and poor Emily got got. Also, don't leave someone at the altar. 
like have those conversations. And I don't know when Emily's bridge happened, but I'm assuming that this was from quite a while ago, probably before cell phones. But nowadays, there are no excuses. Men, women, everybody, just shoot a text. <laughs> I'm not coming. <laughs> this isn't working for me anymore. Yeah, don't don't make them get all ready. Well, that's interesting and spooky. Um, I I'm sitting here like, oh, be so cool to like experience this, but I would be absolutely terrified if it did. Um, if my car was on the bridge and I heard something or like just felt little vibrations of feet on the car. Yeah. Scary for sure. Mm -hmm. Next, we have a tale about a deathly love triangle. The Castillo de San Marcos in St. Augustine, Florida is the oldest masonry fort in the United States. The site itself is dripping with paranormal activity, but today we're going to focus on an affair that led to murder. In 1784, Colonel Garcia Marti brought his young wife, Dolores, to the Ford. He wasn't the most devoted husband and often ignored his wife. Thus, she found other ways to spend her time. I know, it's getting juicy. She began an affair with her husband's assistant, Captain Manuel Abuela. Dolores wore a unique perfume, which Garcia smelled on Manuel one day. Shortly after, Dolores and Manuel went missing. Garcia told everybody that Dolores had returned to Spain and that Manuel had special assignment in Cuba. About 50 years or so later, a hidden room was found in a dungeon behind a brick wall, and the remains of a woman and a man were found. Some versions say that they were chained to the wall. Some others say that they were found in a pile of ashes. Regardless, Sightings of a woman with a white dress have been reported on the site. Could it be Dolores walking around? Oh, I feel like these are just lessons. These stories are lessons. Do not cheat. Again, send a text. Not into it. Like, just get out of it. Oh my gosh, you were bored. You were bored, ma'am. Not an excuse. Well, he ignored her. Like, that sucks too. But like, still... <laughs> I don't, I'm not here to judge. Poor Dolores. Poor Manuel. Poor Colonel. Yes, at this point, maybe the Captain Manuel Abuela, who is just the side piece, is the least innocent, though it was his boss's wife. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he knew. He knew what he was doing. I love how the Colonel found out by smelling his wife's perfume on Homeboy. Oh man, can you imagine? He's just walking by like, I'm gonna get the tools. And then he's just like, wait a minute. Ah! Like that's crazy. Scary. Okay. And lastly, we have the Haunted Valentine. The historic Myrtle's Plantation in Louisiana is rumored to be haunted by the ghost of a young woman named Chloe. Now this story begins with Mr. and Mrs. Clark Woodruff. Mr. Woodruff was a prestigious judge and owned numerous slaves, which was the norm at the time. One went by the name of Chloe, who for many years fell victim to Woodruff's cruelty. Chloe tried to protect herself from the abuse by listening to the Woodruff's conversations and modifying her behavior. But one day, after being cut eavesdropping, Woodruff had Chloe's ears cut off. The painful experience would stay with Chloe and inspire her to make plans for revenge. On the ninth birthday of Woodruff's daughter, Chloe placed poisonous oleander leaves into the cake. Now, Chloe's plan was to poison Mrs. Woodruff and their child. 
but it suggested that Chloe just wanted them to get sick so that she could nurse them back to health. In the South, local healers were among the most respected of the community. So if Chloe could heal the family, she would feel safe from the harsh reality of working in the fields. But tragically, the dose was lethal, and it ended up killing Mrs. Woodruff and her two children. Chloe was hanged on Valentine's Day, and visitors to the plantation have reported sightings of Chloe's ghost wandering the grounds. Whoa. Okay. So Chloe is awesome. I mean, what... How, just, we'll get to the ghost thing in a minute, but, like... This, the intelligence to try to modify the behavior based on what your captor is saying. Um, that was smart. I can't even imagine having ears cut off. That, oh, I don't like that. Um, a, sadistic, I a sadistic repercussion to that kind of conversation, right? It's like something straight out of like a horror movie. Right. The other interesting thing is that while she was hung on Valentine's Day, she was actually hung by other slaves on the plantation. What? They were the ones that took charge in placing blame and 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 kind of following through on that course of action. Also, to make it even a little bit more graphic, once they hung her, they then tied rocks to her body and threw her in the Mississippi River. Why would the other people that were enslaved... Like, even if it was an accident that she got rid of them, like, wouldn't, I don't know. I guess I don't know what happens when your family dies and you're a slave. I would not have expected that. I would have figured that, like, another family that was maybe going to take over the property or those slaves would have been the ones to do that. Not people that, I don't know, I would think maybe would want to band together or, I don't know. That's, that's wild. Well, I kind of want to go meet Chloe and um, tell her that she seems like she was a smart person. Agreed. Also, this plantation, which is still open to this day and like taking like reservations, it is like a place you can go visit, also has not necessarily Valentine's Day outside of this historical thing, but throughout its entire history after Chloe, it went to a family where everybody died of tuberculosis. Like everybody in the family, like the family of five or six, everybody died. And then it was bought by the current owners who then started to see ghosts of all these people showing up. Whoa. So sometimes we talk about sacred ground and this is not that. It's like a cursed site. <laughs> I feel like it's like one of those things where it's like time and time again, bad things continue to happen in this one particular spot. Oh man, interesting Ooh. and spooky. Okay, so Valentine's Day, maybe not as sweet as you thought. You know what, it's not. And I don't know if that's making me actually like it more, but maybe it is a little bit. I kind of like the darkness behind all of it. Is that um, possibly why your heart can open up to Valentine's Day, because secretly it know it it always knew somewhere deep down there's violence and murder back there somewhere. Maybe it's a possibility. No, I think you're just a sweetie. I think that is far less likely. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was really interesting. I didn't know, definitely didn't know any of that history, and that is really cool to see how everything 
came together for that day, Valentine's Day, to be a day and where Valentine came from. Super interesting. And then these ghost stories were creepy. Good job, Julia. Thank you. Thank you. As always, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the topic. Did you learn anything new? I bet you did. I want to know what you found out, what Dr. Julia taught you about Valentine's Day. And does it make you like Valentine's Day any less? Or does it make you like Valentine's Day more? Also, let us know any topics you'd like covered on the show. You can send us an email to spookyornotpodcast at gmail.com and tell us what you think, or just DM us on Instagram at spookyornotpodcast. We'll have everything linked in the description, including sources for more information, our email, and a link to our Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, keep your hearts open, but watch out for what lurks in the dark. Mwahaha. <laughs>